You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, here we go. Emergency time. First emergency podcast we've done. Had to get to you this week, though. Really, even if we didn't have an emergency, I had to talk to you guys. This is a Late Kick Extra Emergency Edition. You know, the little red flashy emoji lights and everything. And the reason I had to talk to you regardless, and Brian Harson gave us a perfect reason to getting hired by Auburn, which I'm going to talk about at length in just a second, is because you answered the challenge. I don't know if you've realized this. If you follow me on Twitter, you have, at Late Kick Josh. Not only did we surpass 1,000 five-star reviews, we've gone over 1,100 five-star reviews. I cannot begin to thank you guys enough. I'm going to talk about this a lot more after the season is over and after we got some time to sort of unwind and really get a little bit looser with this thing, talk about some a more wide variety, let's say, of content, topics, and whatnot. We're going to talk a whole lot more because I've got some things in the works that I really think you guys will like. I know that because you've been the ones who have asked for these things. But I wanted to thank you for that, okay? That's not what the emergency podcast is about this morning, of course, but I wanted to thank you for that. I'm going to make a really weird-sounding transition here because I'm also going to cut this for YouTube. And so it's going to sound like I'm restarting, and it's because I am. So here's what that sounds like. All right, here we go. Auburn, a new head coach on the Plains. The Tigers have hired Brian Harson. What do we think about this? He's coming from Boise State, obviously, been there several years really wished that they would have waited until after Christmas so we could do a nice fancy in-studio reaction. But I, like many of you, am home for the holidays. Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry early Christmas to you all. And to all a good morning. You like that? Yeah, keep that in there, Jordan. And keep that in there, Colin. So let's talk about this. I am of the opinion that there are reasons to feel bad about this hire and great about this hire. So I'm going to sort of not ride the fence, I'm going to tell you, I'm not necessarily sure which area I'm coming down on, but let me give you the reasons for both, okay? So we're going to go through who this is, what we think he's going to be like. I'm going to get your opinion on this, I'm sure, throughout the day and weeks to come. I don't like judging hires immediately, not because I don't want to take a stance. I think it's impossible to judge hires immediately because there's way too much unknown. That's like if you were to have to put your life on the line predicting a football game. Even if you're confident you know who the better team is, one bob play, bounce of ball play, it's a little acronym we own around here, one bob play, one tipped pass that gets picked off and goes for a touchdown, that changes the outcome of a game, right? Does it count? Of course it counts. There's just no way you could have seen it coming. So there's no way for us to even so much as know who's going to be on Brian Harson's staff right now. What are the dynamics behind the scenes? You know, there were reasons, as I'm going to talk about in just a second, that some people may have looked at this job and didn't find it as desirable. It's not because Auburn's not a great place. It's not because there aren't a lot of resources, but there were some other things behind the scenes. How much are those going to contribute to what he can or ultimately can't do there? Those are among the many, many reasons why I don't think you can grade hires. So here's what I will tell you. Here's the reason you should be excited. If you want a world-class football coach, I think you have that. If that's the box you're looking to check, and it makes a lot of sense because you're hiring a football coach to run a football program, I think you got a really, really good guy here. So let's quickly introduce him, you know, like 25-second snapshot, who's Brian Harson? 
Well, he spent 10 years under Chris Peterson, who I thought was one of the all-time criminally underrated head coaches in America. He was 10 years under Peterson when he was up at Boise. Then he was co-offensive coordinator at Texas for a couple of years. He followed Gus Malzahn. When Gus Malzahn left Arkansas State to come to Auburn, Harson takes over at Arkansas State, and then he goes to Boise. He's been up there several years now. Overall, 76 and 24. That's a pretty stellar head coaching record. 76 and 24 in nine seasons as a head coach. So let's dive in. Let's unwrap the package here. It was beyond out of left field. I was out in very, very rural. I cannot stress to you in strong enough terms how rural the areas of Georgia that I was in uh, yesterday evening when this news broke, and I couldn't so much as get a cell signal, much less get anything recorded. I hopped on with Brandon Marcello as soon as I got into some semblance of normalcy and some semblance of being able to find a cell signal, Uh, but I, I was way out there. So it was almost one of those deals where you're driving along and then all of a sudden you get 14 texts and you realize, oh, I must not have had signal for a while. And there it is. It's Brian Harson. Who? Who? That's what some of my folks were asking me. I know who Harson is, but certainly out of left field. So here are the reasons, some of them, why I have heard folks sense some pessimism. Let's just say express some doubt. And it's because there aren't SEC ties here. And a lot of folks think you need those to succeed. Or Funny, it's Urban Meyer didn't have many of those, by the way, when he came from Utah. I'm going to touch on Urban in just a second, actually. Also, the recruiting ties. Does he have hardcore, hardwired recruiting ties to the South? Well, no, not necessarily. Um, is he ready for this world? The SEC likes to fancy itself as its own ecosystem. I don't disagree with that. Is he ready to hop into it? I don't know. Outsiders have done it before, so let's circle back to Meyer. Everyone, if you're going to go outside the conference footprint, and to be honest, staying in it has had very mixed results as of late, so I don't think it's a crime to try and look elsewhere. Uh, you know, you ask Tennessee or South Carolina, like how how fruitful has it been to just blindly stay inside the SEC footprint and go find guys that know the South? There's more to it than that. So Florida, once upon a time, went and got a guy from Utah named Urban Meyer. And I remember very vividly, there were people down here, if you're of a certain age, you remember it too, who laughed. They kind of smirked. It's kind of a running joke. (laughs) Some some dude from out in the Rocky Mountains is going to come down here. He's about to get a taste of what it's like in the SEC. Well, the problem was the SEC got a much bigger taste of Urban Meyer than it ever got of him. And uh, or he ever got of it, rather. And so he, all he did was change the way things happened down here. Now, since then, Many guys have been hired from outside the South. There haven't been more Urban Myers, but that's what people are looking for. If you're going outside the footprint, that's the blueprint. You want the Urban Meyer. Is Brian Harson that? There's no reason to believe that, but then again, there was no reason to believe Urban Meyer was going to exactly do what he did at Florida before that. However, so let's talk about the opposite of pessimism, optimism. Just because A guy hasn't done it down here before. It doesn't mean he can't do it down here. And I want to just go back. This does not automatically mean anything. When folks want to throw this in your face, if you're an optimistic Auburn fan today, great. If you're a pessimistic Auburn fan, that's not great, but I also understand it. But for those of you who like the hire, like it. Just like it. I don't, I'm not necessarily sure why everyone has to make sure that everyone agrees with them. If you post on Twitter that you like the hire and You only get four likes and no retweets. Oh, it makes you feel bad. Why? Who cares? 
Live your life. Feel the way you want to feel. And here's how I'd feel about it. I'd look around and I'd say, hold on a second. Some of the same folks criticizing this hire, even though half of them didn't know who Brian Harson was when you hired him. Some of you may not have. Some of you may have to Google his name. These are the same folks who may cheer Will Muschamp being hired or may cheer uh, Jeremy Pruitt being hired. I'm just telling you there's a lot of stuff in this conference that's not working out. And so I'm not going to blame you if you want to go a different direction. Like yours may not work out either, but I'd a whole lot rather fail trying in a different way than fail doing it the same way that a bunch of other folks were already doing and not getting results from it. So on that front, I'm with you. Now, having said that, there's a lot of unknown here. I did not get struck immediately with this hire as thinking, oh, they got it. They nailed it. I don't feel that way. I got a lot of question about this. I got a lot of hesitation about this. But here's where my doubt isn't. My doubt isn't in the arena of, does this dude know football or not? That's not it. Not at all. In fact, I have very little doubt using common sense and then validating it by talking to some people in the industry and uh, speaking to a couple of coaching buddies of mine. I don't doubt for a second this dude knows football. You don't accidentally go 76 and 24. I'm telling you right now, you, you may take over someone's gold mine and run it for a season, maybe two at most. You're not going nine full head coaching seasons and being that that far above 500. And keep in mind, he's doing it in rural Idaho. Like he didn't take over a California program or something like that. I mean, he's at a place I've always thought all things equal should be at a disadvantage. So all things equal, like no one's got an advantage over the other. Inherently, they do. Because inherently, the closer you are to the coast, the closer you are to the talent, especially in the southwestern portion of the United States. So you went up there consistently, you're doing something right. I don't doubt this guy is a football mind. It takes a lot more than that. If we were hiring him at Auburn, if you're hiring him as an offensive coordinator, you got your offensive coordinator. You're hiring him as a head coach, though. So that means about 30% of his day-to-day is football, and about 70% is much bigger than on-field matters. It ultimately leads to what the product looks like on the field. But being a head coach, and I, I would argue being a head coach, that ratio, it continues to move more and more towards the administrative being a majority of your workload, and less and less every year is the percentage of direct on-field matters. So you got a football mind. I don't doubt that. Is it a guy ready to lead one of the 15 best jobs in America, one of the 15 most high-profile programs in America? And that may be conservative. It may be top 10. Uh, We could argue about that. But this is obviously a step up from Boise. He himself would admit that. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Moving on, some some of the other thoughts I had here. Uh, this was not Auburn's first choice. I don't care what they tell you. I don't care what they leak to anyone. I, whatever anyone else reports, that's fine. I'm telling you, and I'm very confident in telling you, this was not their first choice. This is not the first program that's hired a head coach that was down their list a little ways and tried to pass it off as their first choice. I get how it works. You, at this point, if you follow this sport any length of time, you get how it works. We don't need to waste our time on that. It doesn't matter. If it works out, it doesn't matter if he was your first or 14th choice or somewhere in between. doesn't matter. Is it going to work out? If it does, it's irrelevant. If it doesn't, it's still irrelevant. What's going to happen is going to happen either way. Remember, though, the reason I bring that up, as much as I say it's irrelevant, here's where it's important. When we're trying to project how this guy is going to do at Auburn, it's very important to remember there were candidates who turned them down. And I'm not talking about Urban Meyer and Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. Those guys have obvious reasons to turn Auburn down. Uh, They are either in a position in retirement where they don't want to come out of it to go to Auburn, or they have better jobs already and they're not going to take a step down on the ladder. That's understandable. Kirby Smart's not leaving Georgia for Auburn. However, you would think in a normal world, a Billy Napier would leave Louisiana, not state, Louisiana for Auburn. You would think that. He didn't. He has his reasons. What are they? I know what the message boards have said. I know what Twitter has said. What are they? I'm going to ask that rhetorically. I'm going to leave it out there. I think more will be said about this down the road. What are they? What are those reasons is the first question. And the second question is, did those reasons just vanish? The reasons that turned some people away from this job and turned them off, did those reasons vanish? Are they still there? And Brian Harson is just so... Um, I'm not going to say ignorant, but just unaware of the situation, having lived so far away from this. Or there could be a third possible scenario here, and that's he understands it, and he's just willing to accept it. Now you see why I'm talking about not wanting to grade hires. If I'm grading the football hire, it's an A. If I'm grading the coaching hire, I have no clue, because I don't know how he processes that. I spoke to someone earlier tonight who is very adept in understanding Brian Harson? You can't find a lot of that in the South, where I come from, (laughs) where I came from. Um, But this person did. And um, this is not a guy, this Brian Harson cat, he is not a pushover. He's not a guy who's going to go with the flow. He's not a nice guy. He's not a nod his head, keep his mouth shut, show up on Saturday and coach the team, and otherwise don't really raise much of a fuss. We'll worry about running the football program. He's not the kind of guy, by all accounts, that's going to live that world or live in that world or be of that world. Not for long. So I don't know if it's an oil and water mixture and both parties just don't realize it yet. I can't imagine that's the case. I mean, I would hope that this was pretty thoroughly vetted. So that is another reason why it's just impossible to say, because it's impossible to know there were reasons. Here's the bottom line. There were reasons people were turned off by this job. If those reasons are still there, then number one, I don't know how Brian Harson adapts to it. Number two, I don't know how much it matters how good a football coach he is if those problems are still persistent. Now, here's what's interesting. Listening to some folks that have been close to this, watching some folks report this. Our folks over at AuburnUndercover.com have done a really good job on this. You know, you'd be led to believe Alan Green, the athletic director over there, ended up getting his way. I think that's really, really important 
because not everyone behind the scenes thought that was possible not too long ago. So that sounds like it's a good thing, and it probably is, but it could have shades of gray attached to it. And here is uh, one of the shades. One of the shades, among many, is in the normal world, you'd love the athletic director to be making decisions in the athletic department. But you and I also uh, know, to some degree or another, things run at Auburn at their own unique pace, with their own unique powerful influences behind the scenes. The reason that those powerful influences are allowed to exist is because they pay their way into existence. Uh, If you had a $900 million net worth, you could buy your way into pretty much any club you wanted to be in, politically or otherwise. Now, this is kind of like politics, only it's a little more important. It's SEC football. Uh, But you know what I mean here. Uh, Just because you have made a fortune, however, in the world of pressure-treated lumber does not necessarily mean you're an expert on football. However, in college football, it does mean you have plenty big enough net worth about yourself to buy access. You also need that money if you're a university. If you're going to keep up with the Alabamas and LSUs and A&Ms and Georgias, etc., well, that's a facilities race and an arms race. That's a staffing race. That's an analyst race. That's a recruiting budget race. That's a million different other things that you have to be filling the coffers for on an annual basis. That's why that kind of money has to flow through your program. And if those entities do not like the way a coaching search went, they are far less likely to open their checkbook. That's the bottom line. It was a problem when Malzahn was there. That's one of, I am convinced, one of the contributing factors to what finally pulled the trigger on his firing at what seemed like the most inopportune time, fiscally, uh, COVID, all these things going on. As it turns out, you didn't have a candidate at the forefront ready to take the job, but they wanted to get rid of him anyway because they really knew ultimately the folks that we need, unfortunately, are not as willing to play ball until this guy's out of here. Well, that's all well and good, but if they didn't get someone to replace Malzahn, they like any more than they did Malzahn. I don't really know what net difference we have there. That is yet another reason why the overall quality of this hire remains to be seen. What is this staff going to be? That's a really great question. Part of, I think, the reason why some candidates out there were turned off by this is because I think that there were some demands made on Auburn's side about staffing. This is always going to be denied. Of course, no one's ever going to admit that from Auburn. But on pretty good authority, I've heard that that was the case. And with a couple of different candidates they looked at from their camps, I, I've, I've gotten wind that that's the case. Okay, so that's Auburn's right to do that, just as it's their right to say, no, nah, I'm not coming there if I can't decide 100% of who's on my staff. Well, how's that going to work with Brian Harson? Again, we're either to believe that that was just always false or we could be led to believe that that's true and Brian Harson has agreed to it. Or we could believe that it was true, but then Auburn got desperate and they pulled that, that necessity off the table. Brian Harson's the guy that gets to hire his own staff. I don't know how that's going to work. I have no clue. I know when you're coming in here foreign to the SEC, at the very least, you better have some guys that are retained, whether it be an on-field coach's role or an analyst role, who know the recruiting scene in the SEC. Mike Leach was smart enough to do that. There are some guys that you don't know the names of, but there's some behind-the-scenes types who really know the scene in Mississippi High School and JUCO recruiting, and Mike Leach kept them around because he knows. I haven't been down here in a generation. I don't know the South. Well, Brian Harson, if he's got a half-decent head on his shoulders, understands that as well. So that staffing question, I know a lot of you have been asking about that in my DMs and, 
and an email I don't know yet. I have no idea. I haven't heard from him any more than you've heard from him. So the roster needs overhauling here. I think that's pretty obvious. That was going to be obvious even if Malzahn stayed. So it's certainly obvious now. If you're going to compete for an SEC championship, Auburn's roster is not good enough. Their players, their football players aren't good enough right now to beat Alabama and to beat Georgia. They're just not. So got to get better there. Recruiting has to ramp up ASAP. You have obviously not a whole lot that you can do with this current class, but there is a whole lot you can do in the transfer portal. And so it's possible, and this is going to be one of the first test runs, I guess, of getting a new staff in at the time the transfer portal is about to open up really, really like you've never seen it before. And I don't know how much talent infusion you could have and how much roster overturn you could have over the course of one offseason. However much that is, I think whether it's Shane Beamer at South Carolina or Brian Harson now at Auburn, i got to get used to saying that, I think you're going to see it pushed to its very limits. I will say that. Hopefully they have spring ball. Hopefully for everyone, myself included, you included, they have spring football. But overall, this was weird. This was a really weird coaching search. It was really strange the way it worked down the stretch because Gus Malzahn won his last game and he was fired. And which leads you obviously to understand, well, that means the decision had to be made before the last game because otherwise if they had waited to the last weekend and they saw him win, no one's firing him for that. And so if they knew before the last weekend, question that I have and many of you have had is, well, why didn't you fire him well beforehand and get a head start on the coaching search like Carolina? Carolina already had a head coach hired by the end of the year. Auburn hadn't even started by the end of the year. I don't know that it would have changed things, but I will say it started off in a discombobulated fashion. I think it finished in a discombobulated fashion. I do not believe Brian Harson was the first choice for Auburn. I think it's far from that. However, I also think there's reason to believe he could be a great hire. Could very well be a great hire. Football, I don't have much of a question. We, I don't, in the football arena, he checks the boxes for me. In the leadership SEC CEO arena, he does. I can't be answered right now because there are too many unknowns. But that's where I stand on Brian Harson, new head coach at Auburn. Going to be fun times over on the Plains. I'm really glad that you guys were able to hop on with me for an emergency podcast this morning. So I thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this has been a Late Kick Emergency Podcast. Thanks so much, and God bless. For drag queens to save the world. Save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.